Hello everyone, I'm Prima Gurunathan and welcome to the first Upstream podcast. Upstream is a, a partnership between Hammersmith and Fulham and Imperial College London and what it says on the cookie tin is that we're here to make Hammersmith and Fulham a leading destination for the science, tech and creative industries. We also have a particular mission to help transform White City into an innovation district, drawing on the presence of Imperial College as an anchor. Upstream started in January 2018, and our roots are in Hammersmith and Fulham's industrial strategy, economic growth for all. And I think the best way to say the shorthand for our vision is what MIT did for Boston, Massachusetts, is what we hope Imperial will do for Hammersmith and Fulham, and White City especially. But this will be a more inclusive form of growth than perhaps we have seen in Boston to date, with no disrespect aimed at our friends over the pond. As mentioned, uh, this is our first podcast in a series which will seek to shine a light on the amazing businesses, organizations and people in this borough. We cover the science, tech and creative industries and we want to show how this exciting and innovative community is growing and how it knits together in this neck of the woods. So over this series, I'll be talking to organizations that are seeking to develop new ways of recognizing or curing diseases or perhaps trying to reduce our impact on the environment. Um, we will also be talking to those in the VR, AR space, perhaps those involved in fintech, edtech, and also those in the creative and media space. It's going to be eclectic and hopefully inspirational mix. And I want to talk about what companies do and, as importantly, to learn a bit more about the people who work for them. So it is only right and proper that today we have with us uh, Emmanuel Ayula of Generating Genius, which is seeking to create a world-leading STEM pipeline. So welcome to the show, Emmanuel, and um, thank you for being our guinea pig. So, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, can you tell me a bit more about Generating Genius and why it was founded? Yeah, so Generating Genius, as you said, we um, a charity with a vision to create a thriving and diverse STEM community. Um, the way that we're doing that is by seeking young and ambitious individuals from London, from underrepresented backgrounds and underserved communities, and giving them the support that they need to progress in STEM, to see mm -hmm. themselves as being able to progress in STEM, and then connecting them with companies and universities to give them opportunities to flex their muscles and then in, um, kind of work on that pipeline and support mm -hmm. them progressing through that. So the charity was founded in 2005 um, by Tony Saul. He has a background in education. Mm -hmm. And where the charity came from, initially the vision was to um, just support the, the poorest performing academically students in STEM at the time, which mm -hmm. was Black Caribbean boys. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea has always been to look for where the, the talent is being overlooked or being untapped and to, to dig into that and, mm -hmm. and support those um, students coming through opened up to um, Caribbean boys and girls, which opened up to black African and Caribbean students. And so over the years, we've, we've shifted our focus from attainment and purely academic attainment, supporting students mm -hmm. in schools, to now thinking that about the gap, the gap between school and education and academia and, and industry, and trying to bridge that gap so that we can better prepare students to, to get involved in all of you know, what's happening in, in STEM, in tech specifically. Mm -hmm. That's why we're in White City. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, can you Perhaps tell me a bit more about the impact um, you've had to date. You know, what kind of people um, have kind of gone through your system and the types of programs you run? Yeah, yes. I mean, we're, we're still waiting for our first Nobel Prize winner ah. to come out, so which, we'll, which we'll have shortly, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we, we've, over the last years, at any one time, we have about 200 students between mm -hmm. the ages of 14 to 18 on our um, intensive GCSE and A-level programs. 
So there's um, the GCSE program is called Junior Genius from ages 14 to 16. That's where we inspire students to look towards STEM A-levels. Between 16 to 18, when they progress into the Uni Genius program, that's where we give them the real-life corporate exposure of STEM, STEM in industry, loads of work experience, loads of university visits, loads of workshops with researchers just to show what is happening in the world and how they can match their studies with, you know, addressing real life problems. And once the once the students have progressed um, past their A-levels, if they go into university or other paths, they join our alumni. And we have an alumni of over 400 students now. So, you know, that's um, well over about four, between five and 600 students that we've impacted and are still impacting mm-hmm. today. So a lot of impacts, a lot of scale, a, a kind of small team. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of working hard to keep everything ticking. Yeah, that's where we are at the moment. And... I suppose the point is, you know, we're here to talk about what you do, and but if you just take a step back, can you perhaps mm. tell me a bit more about the challenges that businesses usually face, you know, when they attract and develop diverse talent and, you know, any mm. tips for them and any reasons why they should really engage with what you do and any free takeaways for the day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the first, the first free takeaway, I think, would be that, you know, you need to be thinking about how you create a pipeline of talent mm. in your business. I mean, there are so many reports and, and statistics mm. about how, with the rate at which industry is growing in tech, in science, in uh, medicine, pharma, the, the rate at which the growth is taking place is not being met by the growth and the, the development of talent. Mm-hmm. We have so many more opportunities emerging than we have students graduating. So for one, it has to be on everyone's agenda because if you're looking to recruit, to keep your, your business idea, your venture sustainable, you need to know that in five or six years time, you're going to have talented, mm-hmm. not just not just seat fillers, but talented individuals mm-hmm. that are in your business. So it should be on everyone's radar. Um, and and that, that's achievable from, from looking at underrepresented um, backgrounds and communities. One of the reasons why we are diversity focused and we support, we significantly focus on African and Caribbean mm. students is because you need a diversity of thought. There's so many different problems that businesses address, but you can't approach them from one school of thought. You need to have a range of approaches. So that's why it's important. Um, but in, in terms of how you actually go about doing that, I think the, there's... The best way to do that is to kind of open your doors to people that would not otherwise see you or come across you. You know, when you think about Facebook <clears throat> and Google, Amazon, um, BP, um, Shell, GSK, large firms, the reason why they're able to attract so many candidates and so many applications is because they're in front of everyone's faces. But they've got the massive marketing and, res- and, and budgets to be able to do all sorts of things and hand out the gummy bears on campus and the bags and everything. But for businesses that don't have that same scale or that same presence, it doesn't mean that you're not able to engage. It just means you have to be more intelligent and tailored in the way that you engage. So working with organizations that work with community groups, because then you've got access to a bunch of students or talented candidates, and you've also got the support of an organization that has experience, that know what they're doing. But it has to be something you're thinking about and working with organizations. Generated Genius being one, but even beyond us, there are other organizations that could be worked with um, I definitely would say come to GG first, <laughs> but then after you've come to us, there are other organisations to, to work with, you know, and, and as long as there's that understanding that we need to be investing in, you know, pipeline, thinking about that and doing something in that area, then you're on the right track. Um, do you sometimes perhaps feel that, you know, businesses are so engaged in the here and now, the bottom line, the current talent problem that they don't sometimes think, you know, five, six years out? Is that a particular challenge you face? And how would you talk to them about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, companies are at different stages. You have mm-hmm. some companies that are, you know, currently preparing to, to launch as we speak. Mm-hmm. Some businesses that, you know, are, are looking at 
um, M&As and acquiring another business. I mean, businesses are at different stages. So I can understand that sometimes it might just not be the right time to think four or five years down the line or, or even just um, a year ahead that, that it's understandable. So what we've kind of done to support that is as we've expanded as a charity and we have students that are in the A-levels, but we also have alumni that are ready to graduate and that are looking for jobs and are actively applying now coming up to July, we, we are trying to support businesses with their recruitment now and having students come in, whilst also just helping to remind that as important as it is to manage the day-to-day, you always just have to have one eye on the future. And we're not talking about doing a year full of sessions every single day, Monday to Saturday or Monday mm-hmm. to Sunday. We're talking about a few contact points. Mm-hmm. We're talking about maybe a few open insight days, a few weeks of work experience in the year, that kind of thing, very light touch and spread out. Again, with our handheld support, we try and be as supportive as we can to make it as easy as possible to do, but as highly effective as it can be. So that's essentially how we go about that. Recognising, yeah, sometimes it's not the right time, but more often than not, it's not as difficult as it might seem to pull off when it comes to... And what I mean when I say um, to pull off, I'm talking about work experience. Mm. A week of having students come in, work on a project that you've kind of set them, present at the end of the week. An insight day, you know, an office tour, something like that. Those are the kind of things we're talking about, you know. And could you give me a sense? And I think before we actually we came on air, we discussed mm. uh, two particular people who have been through your programs at Generating Genius. And um, I mean, it was just incredibly inspiring. And I was just wondering whether you could tell our audience a bit more uh, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. kind of people who come to you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. And so one, one, one of our students, um, so he was on, actually on the first cohort of boys that was in the program in 2005. The first ever session they did was um, Tony took them to the University of Jamaica. Um, so the event, the, the trip was sponsored by Jamaica Airways and they had a month of um, they had a month of, of STEM activities and sessions at Union. It took a, a bunch of boys that would never have thought of, they probably wanted to be footballers at that age, but yeah. I helped them see that university is a potential place that they could be, that they could go to. And so he was on that, that program, worked, chats with us through um, from the age of uh, 11 all the way um, through the Uni Genius Program, Junior Genius Program, did work experience, all of that kind of thing. Went on to study physics at Imperial. Mm-hmm. Now, this was about six years ago or so. At the time, he was the only black student in the whole physics department wow. at Imperial at the, at the time. Yeah. You know, and obviously things of Imperial are working very hard mm-hmm. to to improve their diversity and we're, we're working with them to, to do that as well. But at the time, that was the, the climate. And because of the resilience that he developed on the program, <clears throat> that, didn't, that didn't hold him back, didn't stop him from achieving. Then after that, went on to graduate and did some coding sessions as well with Generating Genius and picked up coding more and more. And now is actually a software developer mm-hmm. working for Grove Street, you know, and he, he actually um, also gives coding boot camps and lessons mm-hmm. to our year 12 students now. So it's like he's worked the whole way through. It's a full cycle and he's now giving back to the next generation of students. And so we, we've, we've got so much time for him. Like he's a, one of Tony's favorites. <laughs> say that. An- another student, um, her, her story is, um, at least what I know of her story is a lot more um, a lot more challenging. So by the time she encountered Generating Genius when she was in year 10, she'd actually mm-hmm. been kicked out of her, um, of her home. Mm-hmm. So she had that going on to deal with. But with the program and having things to work towards to still, you know, help her see that it, even though even though we recognise your circumstances, you still have an opportunity to, to progress and to develop. Mm-hmm. Did the sessions with Generating Genius, had work experience and then was able to have an uh, internship at a investment bank in the UK. Did that joined their apprenticeship scheme after that and is now a data analyst for that company at the age of 21. So going from seven years ago being out on the street to now being able to support herself full-time, yeah. doing an amazing role in an amazing company. Um, obviously, that wasn't entirely generating genius. That was her ambition, her personal motivation. 
but then the opportunities that we could provide married them t- the two together and now she is where she is what's the best part of your job um getting to retell stories like that <laughs> but my job is great because i work with the students i'm a program manager so i actually deal with the students on an ongoing basis and i'm also um head of our corporate relations mm-hmm. so i work with the companies and universities that we work with to help them think about student engagement and talent engagement so i get to see from both ends i get to see students that start the program and and at the end of the program are much more mature and much more refined than they were but then companies that we start working with and at the and, and over time growing in their confidence of engaging with young people mm-hmm. feeling more assured that they can attract talented um students to their business but then also being able to see how they can what what improvements can they make to their company culture mm-hmm. to help these students thrive when they're in the in the business being able to see everyone's kind of winning in a sense both the student and the company and i think that yeah being in the middle ground between that is is what i love the most i think and what drew you to this particular role and you know what what's your own backstory and how did you get involved yeah so um it's funny i i work for a charity um because i want to give back and but i'm an ex salesman <laughs> so is it is a very interesting um route so i i graduated from um university i studied chemical engineering which helps with the stem mm. focus and if i'd known about generating genius when i was a student i probably would be a process engineer now but as we were talking about before i had more of a more of a passion to be an enabler to to support people developing so you know you made a good comment before about how the systems and structures are still kind of in place mm-hmm. and i'm very methodical in the way i approach mm-hmm. things like an engineer but I, at least the pipeline isn't um biochemical material mm-hmm. it's <laughs> students coming from at the age of 14 on to 18 so i i came across generating genius though in my my last role as i was leaving met up with a mentor from that i had from university told her about my ambition to to develop and to see young people progressing but then also my experience of working with companies as an account manager so having that kind of corporate mm-hmm. focus she introduced me to Tony we had a conversation he told me about what GG does and i thought yeah this is it this is what i want to do yeah i mean at the moment you see a lot of companies coming into white city and yeah, i think yeah. that you know there's a whole growing community which is and you turned to me just now and said why have you decided to start the podcast mm-hmm. well there's so many more people so many more companies here and coming in and we've got for example Novartis a huge you know pharmaceutical company yeah, yeah. coming in later this year so what are you doing to engage with the companies in this neck of the woods so you know west london mm-hmm. and um well, i think what's your call to action towards you know our our neighbors here and yeah, yeah. those further afield. Yes, I mean we funny enough we were actually based in Victoria mm-hmm. before but then once we came to the upstream event that um you hosted with Imperial mm-hmm. at the end of last year maybe October or so and we were blown away by what we saw like with the companies and and what's happening in at Imperial. So we we actually moved to White City shortly oh, after that oh. largely because of what we saw and and how much how much Mm-hmm. influx there was of stem business mm-hmm. and activity going on and we thought it makes more sense for us to be based here because our students would be looking for these kind of companies to give them an opportunity or open their doors to them so that's one thing i mean literally picking up our office and moving into white city is one way but we we try and engage with the companies by um and i guess the call to action is just to to find out first to find out and see what what businesses are doing it's amazing to find out what is happening and being a part of the community but then where we can to try and give as much opportunity for our students to see that as well mm. you know for our students to have the week work experience in the offices learning about the business activity but what we like to do with our work experience and for any companies that would be interested in hosting students the kind of model that we go for is we try to we recognize that students learn best and they enjoy the experience best when they're involved in the learning experience so i guess mm. that's a takeaway for anybody that's looking at hiring graduates as well like when mm. they're involved in the learning experience they're much more engaged so with the work experience we'll find out an example of some sort of business challenge or business mm. activity that would go on in that company 
and then we just kind of theoreticize it so that we can give it to the student to work on. As an example, we had work experience with one investment company that invests purely in biotech firms. And so they set a challenge to the students to come up with 20 questions that you would ask if you were investing in a company that said they had the cure for mm-hmm. multiple sclerosis. So they're in the week when they're having the inductions, the meetings, the sessions, they're having the challenge in mind so that they're really concentrating on the information they're given, doing some additional research, giving them the free time. And at the end of the week, they present back on their, you know, on the, the solution, all the questions that they'd have. And in that instance, it was funny because I saw the person who was working on that project actually taking notes <laughs> down to use yeah. for when they're for yeah. when they're going to do their own market analysis and, and stuff. So that's an example of how we try to really simulate the job, simulate the world so that it's, it's as much value for them and easy for the companies to do. So we, we're always looking for work experience partners, um, always looking for um, companies that, any company that is looking at recruiting diverse talent and learning how to recruit diverse talent, we'd love to speak to as well and help support in any way that we can. Um, we do rely heavily on funding from universities and the companies that we work with as well. But that's a conversation that always comes kind of later down the line. So this isn't a kind of a big call for, for, for money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not yet, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emmanuel, um, you've actually turned a question around to me and said, uh, why is Upstream supporting Generating Genius? Because, and we're, by the way, we're so delighted that, you know, the, organized, the event we organised last autumn with Imperial College on you know, biotech showcase was actually the one to bring you into White mm. City. So yay us. But, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, why we're supporting you is that fundamentally, you know, White City, Hammersmith and Fulham, you've got beautiful buildings coming up. You've got great companies move in, moving in. But for me, it's fundamentally about the people. And I I'm deeply passionate about, you know, the fact that it can't all be the same type of people because it, for a start, it doesn't, as you said, hit a company's bottom line. Diversity of thought is great for the bottom line. It's great for company culture. And it's just the way the world now is. Yeah. So we really support what you do. You sound incredibly passionate about what you do. And having spoken to Tony as well, I know that the driving force behind Generating Genius is really going to make an impact in the community you're mm-hmm. now based in and obviously wider the better as well. Yeah. So that's why we're supporting you. And for all of you who have uh, lasted till the end of our first podcast, thank you very much. There will be some more coming up. We've got a few more exciting speakers and we were so pleased today to have Emmanuel kickstart our first podcast. Again, thank you for being the guinea pig. Pleasure to be the guinea pig. <laughs> and uh, the plug is obviously uh, Generating Genius is great and you should go and talk to Emmanuel. Thank you, everyone.